Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Support for Alaist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Alaist Studios. I had a dream. Everyone would have housing, adequate housing, accessible housing. I'd love to see homelessness eradicated. That'd be great. In terms of us in particular is being able as city controller to let people really cherish the controller position because it's not a popular position, but we've made it popular. So I'm hoping that, you know, the next election comes, everyone's like, oh my God, the controller is the race I'm, I'm the most excited about. This is How to LA, the show that aims to better connect you with the city. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos, and that guy you just heard was Kenneth Mejia. Mejia made history this fall when he was elected as the first Asian American controller in LA, beating a guy who's been in politics here for a long time, Paul Kretz. Mejia is young, only 32. He's been described as a leftist community activist and cites Bernie Sanders as a major influence. He campaigned with his corgis, and he's known to ride scooters around town. For a city controller, which is not exactly a sexy government job, he came off kind of cool. Mejia joins a couple of other political newbies who rode a progressive wave into office this year. A few of the others ended up on the city council, but LA needs some work. So how will he and some other new folks work with everyone else to get things done and make some change? To get his take, we called him up. Let's kick things off. Why has housing been a very key point in your trajectory into what you are now, the city controller? I believe that housing is a human right, and we need to ensure that people have housing, right? Safe housing, housing that's accessible, housing, you know, that has running water, electricity, you know, in order to, for people to live and to and to continue. And so housing has just been a huge issue in L.A. I think for me as as a city's sort of accountant slash auditor is is providing the transparency on what our housing policies are, how housing gets built right now. A lot of the housing that we're seeing and people are complaining about is that housing takes too long or forever to build. And people are looking for um, solutions, right, especially to build affordable housing. We're talking about homelessness and we're talking about housing. And those are major issues that I've spoken to Angelinos about or other experts about L.A. And they're huge concerns for folks and voters. What are other things that you hope to deliver on in your term? As a city controller, we are the city's accountant and auditor. So I just want to make sure everyone knows how we're spending our money. Make sure that it is transparent and easily accessible. It's on a website that is mobile friendly in different languages. Essentially, I just want all of our city data to be at the tip of everyone's fingers so that they don't have to beg city council or beg the city to give them information. It's already there, right? And so that's the goal. That's my dream is to make city information 
really, really accessible and easy to understand. And it's just visually pleasing. And that's what we did with our campaign. You know, we hope to hit on a lot of departments and a lot of issues like homelessness, housing, public safety, animal services, the environment, transportation. So I'm just going to press you a little bit for specifics on, on, let's just say, the homelessness crisis here. What are some of the steps that you feel like you need to take in order to take charge in, in your office and, and what you're doing with the city and, and then work with the other leaders? So what we're doing for the state of emergency, our office is we want to track homelessness spending. So we, we have to make sure that we are in the know about how much money we're spending towards the state of emergency. And then the second big thing is right now we're working on collecting all the data points uh, on homelessness from other city departments, other county agencies in order to provide a visual and an accurate view of the current state of homelessness in the city of L.A. I actually was going to uh, say that, you know, city controller isn't really a sexy job, but it does affect change. And uh, particularly, I want to ask you about the relationship you'll have with the mayor and in affecting change. And you've been vocal about your stance on certain things, police, housing. How are you hoping to work with Karen Bass? Yeah, so we actually uh, meet actually quite often or speak to each other every week or so. We're actually trying to work together to provide the data on uh, the money we're spending on regards to the homelessness emergency. Are you supportive of the plans that the, the mayor wants to be rolling out and stuff? Do you think that's that's the way to go? You know, I'm on board. It's just a matter of uh, making sure we have the right data. What does that data look like? How are we getting people off the streets and into temporary housing or permanent housing? I think that data is crucial. She wants to cut red tape and make um, building and construction of affordable housing or permanent supportive housing more efficient and effective. And those are all things that I supported even before being controlled. And, and I'm sure you've already looked at numbers. And are you a little bit worried about the way that we've been spending money or the way we're headed right now as you look at the budgets and what we've been doing as a city? You know, I think the tough part is we don't know what we're spending our money on specifically, especially when it revolves around homelessness. I don't really know what we're spending um, our money on when it comes to homelessness in a, in a detailed accounting way that I'm used to or what other people are used to, right? And so that's what I'm trying to find out, right? And that's what I want people to understand. And once we have that information of what we're actually spending our money on, what it actually get us, then we can make the decision on if, if we're being efficient or effective. Because right now, you know, it's not working the current process, right? So that's what I'm hoping to bring specific something. And do you feel like everyone's going to be aligned with to make these changes that are, are needed in the city? Yeah, I mean, if everyone agrees that everyone should be out the streets and in the housing and get services, uh, definitely. For sure. Thanks, Kenneth. I appreciate it. Kenneth Mejia is one of several new people to join city government. Almost half of LA city council is new. The city attorney is new. The mayor is new. All boast fairly liberal pedigrees, but they exist across that spectrum. Some more left, others more in the middle. So let's get a little bit of analysis of how all of this is going to work. Here's Frank Stoltz, the civics and democracy correspondent at Elliot. Hey, Frank. Hey, Brian. So, you know, we spoke to Mejia earlier, and I just thought that he's going to come up with a little bit more intensity, given his activist roots and what he has said on his campaign trail when he was running for city controller. What stood out for you in that interview you just heard? Well, you know, he 
is a certified public accountant. And uh, we think of accountants as boring people. I don't mm. think of him as a boring person. But certainly in that interview, we heard somebody who's going to take kind of a very workmanlike approach to his job. You know, he talked about uh, doing the audits of the various departments and, you know, doing it by the numbers, data, 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 data. The one thing he talked about, and I think we really saw in his campaign that distinguishes him is the visualization part, that he really understands that the way to communicate people nowadays is visually. And we saw that with that big billboard he had that laid out how the uh, city spends money on the LAPD. And so I think, you know, he, he may conduct many of the very same audits that other city controllers have conducted, but I think he, that we're going to see him more and we're going to understand them better. Yeah, that that was key in what he mentioned, that he wanted to make it more, I don't want to say attractive, but at least let residents and voters understand what that office particularly does in detail. So that was an interesting take from him. You know, the other thing about Mejia that I found really interesting, because you asked him, like, you're focusing on housing and homelessness. And he said, yeah, you know, housing is a human right which plenty of other people have talked about in the city. But then he went on to say, you know, people have a right to running water and electricity. And that made me think about uh, Franklin Roosevelt and the New Deal, you know, and the Works Project Administration. It really kind of made him sound like, a, you know, an old school New Dealer as well as like a new school progressive. Yeah. So on that note, Kenneth Mejia is part of a group of folks new to L.A. politics who define themselves as progressive. So how do you think this might affect the political mix in the city government? You talked a little bit about sort of the kind of scale of politicians that were elected or you know, the various types of politicians. And I kind of think of them in three groups. I think of I think of the folks who are on the what I'd call the left, Kenneth Mejia, Enosis Hernandez and Hugo Soto Martinez, the two new council people. In the middle, I'd say there's Tim McCosker, who's a former deputy mayor to former Mayor Jim Hahn and Tracy Park, who's a municipal law attorney. And then sort of in the middle is Katie Young Yaroslavsky. But there's definitely uh, this sort of leftward pull of this new group. And I think someone who's central to this conversation is the new mayor, right, Karen Bass. And where do you feel like she lands on the political spectrum these days with a, you know, a group of folks that are on the left, on, in the middle? Maybe she's more of a centrist? Well, some of her roots are, are very much in the left. You know, she could outleft any of these people in her day back in the 70s when she was, you know, uh, traipsing off to, to Cuba uh, to help with sugar harvests during the Fidel Castro regime. And she has since said, look, she, she went with open eyes that she, she knew the problems with the regime, too, but she believed in the socialist revolution. Um, obviously, yes, she's since uh, moved to the middle Let's take something like policing. You know, Mejia is not for adding more budget to that. And Bass is, you know, not going to take away anything from the police and maybe even add some more patrols in that funding. So how do we expect people to work together in this like new era of this administration? Well, you hit on a, obviously a very hot topic, and it'll be interesting to see how much of a topic it becomes, certainly in the, in the next year or two, because 
Karen Bass wants to focus on on housing and homelessness, and that's what's on people's minds right now. There is this uptick in crime, but we're seeing it across the country. It's not unique to L.A. in conservative cities as well as liberal cities, so cities that focus on police and those that focus less on police. I think the more interesting fight might be the one over where to place new housing for homeless folks, you know, whether it's shelters or affordable housing. You know, typically these council people have you know been very careful because they know there's a certain amount of nimbyism in every district. So, Frank, we know that the mayor can't really do much without the approval of the city council. But what about the controller? How do they work with other officials typically? Well, the controller doesn't have any real authority over the city council or the mayor, but the controller does have the bully pulpit. And that's why you know, how he gets his message across, how he presents his audits is so important because if he's able to get the public stirred up about an issue or about how how money's being spent, that could be pretty powerful. Yeah, I do have to make it a point to ask this question specifically since we've seen Kevin DeLeon come out in recent city council meeting and he even voted and got his vote in, but he still won't resign even though a lot of people are calling for it. Yeah, well, what's the impact on all of that, you know, with this administration? I would not count Kevin DeLeon out. I was at a council meeting here recently, and there were not a small number of his supporters who showed up, who shouted almost as loud as the people who are demanding his resignation. And not just that, there were members of the Carpenters Union who uh, showed up and sat in the front rows. This is probably about maybe 20 members of the Carpenters Union with their shirts on, identifying themselves. And when De Leon arrived in chambers, they all stood up, moved out of those front rows, and the De Leon supporters moved into those rows. There is definitely a concerted effort to support De Leon right now. And I think that people are underestimating the importance of that vote that he took when he voted in favor of the emergency declaration by the mayor. Well, it's it's a little early, but what are your impressions right now as you see people starting to work together and having these new folks come in? How are they working together as, as, you, as you're seeing? So far, so good. I don't think it'll last, you know, forever. The question is, you know, will they be able to get along on some level? Of course they will, because that's usually how it works at city council. Uh, but the key will be, how do you get to eight votes? That's the number of votes it takes to get stuff passed. So if you've got, say, five progressive members of the council, they're going to have to work well with at least three others in order to get their agenda passed. I think what I'm really also watching is, the special election in the 6th Council District to replace Nuri Martinez. That's the eastern San Fernando Valley. It's a really interesting place. It's a place where Latino politics in particular play out in different ways, uh, not so much like the east side, because, you know, after all, that's the home of United States Senator Alex Badia, uh, one of the most powerful guys in the state now. He was born and raised in Pacoima, and I think, you know, we'll see to what extent he plays an influence in that election. You know, he was influential in getting Nuri Martinez elected. Uh, now will he be seeking a replacement and uh, finding somebody to, to replace her? All right, Frank, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. Thanks for having me. That's Frank Stoltz. He's the Civics and Democracy Correspondent at LAist. 
All right, y'all, it's a wrap on 2022. This is our last episode for a few weeks. We're going to be taking a break to enjoy the holidays and then take a little bit more extra time to get ahead on some new stuff for 2023. But one last thing. Don't forget to go to elias.com slash howtoLA and subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter. It helps us out so much. All right, y'all. We're going to see you in January. We're going to miss you, but happy new year. How to LA is produced by Evan Jacoby, Megan Botel, and Victoria Alejandro. Erica Washington writes our newsletter. Chris Farias is our social media producer. Our intern is Olive Bieni. Our engineer is Hasmik Pagosian. Megan Larson is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.